The only one I didn't make a note on was Escape Plan 2 Hades, because we already covered that. Okay. But I mean, no more notes are required. Hi, I'm Ian, he's Ollie. Hi. We're both guys. We're chatting about films in July. It's the Guys on Film podcast. Mamma mia. Oh, fucking here we go again. What? <laughs> oh, that, that was that was literally your quickest joke ever. Wow. Yeah, you couldn't even measure the speed on the comeback of that. <laughs> that was good. That's a little bit of uh, a sneak peek at what might lie ahead in this show. We're looking ahead yeah. to July. One of the movies yeah. that's out is Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, the sequel to... Yeah. And, uh, and, and proof that Ian's synapses are firing on all cylinders. Yep, absolutely. Um, the only proof you'll ever get. What do you feel about July? It's got the potential to have a, a couple of decent flicks in there. You know, some good, serious films and a couple of... Honkers. You know, daft... Well, a couple of honkers maybe and, a, and maybe a few action nonsense classics. <laughs> Future action nonsense. can smell what I'm cooking. Action nonsense classics. Yeah, okay, cool. A um, couple of films in the ones that I looked at had uh, syncopated music action noises. Um, more than uh, one had that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. Have you ever had a good July before? What's your best July? I, d- I don't know. I mean, what a question to ask. Every year, June and July are just this sort of weird blur. I don't get the difference yeah. between them. And I don't know whether they're summer or spring. Yeah. I'm just waiting for August because um, that's my birthday. The whole month. I mean, I'm enjoying this July so far. I think it's it's pretty good. I've got my garden sorted. You mean June? You know, the World Cup. July is just about to start. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm looking ahead to, to July. Okay. Uh, which we're doing today. But before that, we're going to be chatting about the films that we've seen in June. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's what I did last month. Um, Ian, can I ask a quick question? Go ahead. I'm up for it. I'm ready for who the do you f- Okay, so who do you fancy in the World Cup? Cristiano Ronaldo's a looker. I don't know. He's the only footballer I can think of. He's really not my type. Okay. Um, Fine. Uh, I mean, what, what team are you? Uh, do you think is going to take home the prize? I've got no fucking idea, but let's go for Peru and Croatia. Let's see if they can do all right, because they feel like underdogs, but they might get it done. Also, there's this whole hype around uh, Iceland. Oh, it's because they've got the brilliant chant. Yeah, I don't know. Get over yourself. Hold on. Here it is. Hope we've got no Icelandic listeners. <laughs> we probably do. Probably the only place we've got a serious number of listeners. Yeah, so we're talking about the supermarket. Who are you fancying? Uh, I, I think... Um, on the form of, you know, the last few days, I do like the look of, uh, you know, Portugal or Spain. I think they're they're going for it, aren't they? They're going hard or going home. Could be going home after the group stage. You never know. Spain lost their manager as well. I hear that's a bit mad. Where did he go? Uh, Real Madrid. He's like in a supermarket and he's crying, and someone over the tunnel is just like, <laughs> "We've got a a lost manager on section one." He'd like to spend his six-figure salary on cereal. Yeah, no, he left them the day before the World Cup, or he got fired the day before. Um, talking about who you fancy, if you fancy pigeons, uh, you'll be able to hear those out of my window right now. I might just go close it. 
Are you an avid pigeon fancier? Then you'll love the Guys on Film podcast. And The Hangover 2 with famous pigeon fancier Mike Tyson. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's true. Keith. Okay. True. Um, shall um, we get into the so, films of June? But first, what we'd like to say is, if you've got any comments that you'd like to send us, uh, then you can do so on Facebook. So go to, go to uh, www.facebook forward slash guys on film yep uh, and then slash. just send us a message on there type it out with a keyboard or on your phone with and we'll read mouth. it out no problem or you can use the voice recording app on there or the button to send us a little voice message and we'll even play it out on here i'll you know download it and edit it in no problem uh you could also <laughs> email us at gofpodcast at gmail.com Wow, wow, he got wow. it, he got it. Uh, you know, you can send us anything. Pictures, links. Dick pics. Anything. D- maybe not that. Um, unless it's pictures of Richard Attenborough. Right, Dick. I get you know. Yeah. Dick pics, yeah, okay, cool. Ian's synopsis of stopped firing. Uh, <laughs> or you can Twitter us as well. At GOF Podcast. At GOF Podcast. So do any of those things. We're always up for a bit of interaction. Uh, we had a good bit of interaction during Dad Month, which is really nice. Uh, so thank you. What was your uh, favourite yeah, bit we'll of Dad on. Month? Well, I like watching the films. Yeah. Um, so I, I did enjoy watching The Wrestler yeah. and Mrs. Doubtfire. So I, I enjoy this format because it means that I go back and watch a couple of films that I wouldn't normally, I wouldn't normally go ahead and watch. So I enjoyed that quite a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's just a shame you can't go back and rewatch Mr. Um, Doubtfire again. <laughs> That's... Yeah, without a serious financial investment. Yeah, you'll almost have rung up as big a bill as I have if you ever want to watch it again. Anyway, uh, okay. shall we get into the the movies of June and the ones that we like? Yeah, or didn't like. Guys on Bill. Yeah, but guys, we're talking about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. You know what guys talk about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. Okay, uh, so Ian, did you see Han Solo? I saw Solo, a Star Wars movie, yeah. What'd you think what'd you think to that one? Um I actually liked it and thought it was good fun. Wow. Um we went to see it with work. It was so good I, fun. I did okay. not pay a penny to see it. Um they very nicely took us out and hired out the cinema and we all just went and had a lovely time. Um and then afterwards yeah. everyone had a bit of a chat about it. My gut instinct was that was good fun. Just the first thing okay. I was saying about it to everybody was, yeah, I thought it was just a good laugh. The more yeah. everyone spoke about it, the more complaints I had. But oh. nowhere to the... Like, it was just like, just picking silly holes and things that were not really that important. Whereas the holes that I had uh, as a combined unit from The Last Jedi pissed me off so much I can't think about it anymore. So, like, the holes in last in, in Han Solo were, like, maybe, like, a tiny little rip in your jeans near the crotch that's just kind of worn away (laughs) in time but the holes in say uh the last jedi were like uh luke goss's jeans in bros yeah or just assless chaps (laughs) (laughs) okay because it was almost designed Uh, that way it was designed to have that those many holes okay uh so tell me a couple of things you liked about Han Solo, what what were a few things you liked about it? Do you keep calling it Han Solo on purpose? <laughs> oh, what what 
Tell me a couple of things about Solo, a Star Wars story. I mean, you could just say Stolo, right? Solo, right? Stolo. <laughs> Stolo. <laughs> right. Okay, look, you know, come on. What I liked was... I can't think off the top of my head. I mean, it was... <laughs> I, overall, the vibe of it was pretty good, I think. Um, yeah, it was a romp, wasn't it? It was a romp. Yeah, it was a bit of banter. I, what I liked was um, the relationship between him and Chewie at the start. I thought yeah. that that was going to be a... Oh, and then he met Chewie and it was man, blah, blah, blah. And were, but actually, the way they handled that, I thought it was pretty good. It was yeah. fun. Uh, I liked a little bit of that um, female robot who's sort of... Uh, okay. No, you were not into her at all, were you? I really didn't like that one. You just hate women's rights, don't you? Uh, it's not that. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> I mean, I loved The Last Jedi, right? And you, know, I've gone on record as saying that I love that film and I like all of everything about it. Uh, you know, Ray, Rose, yeah. Yeah. everyone. Yeah, uh, I think yeah, it's yeah. all good, okay? Yeah. Um, but with, I think the name is L3, the droid was, for me, far too humanised, as in... You didn't All like the, the way droids. its hips moved, did you? Well, no, it, it just, it was quite humanised for a droid. It was almost like it should have been a human character. And and I thought, yeah, it was just far too close to being a human to me. It had learnt too much, it knew too much. Um, I mean, maybe like uh, C-3PO was a little bit like that, a, a bumbling idiot. But I don't know, there was something about it that, that just, maybe it was the vocal processing as well. It sounded too much like a... A human as well and I just couldn't get into that droid being a droid it was it it felt like a character that I would have enjoyed had it been a human character okay like the actual arc of it all was great so you're like an, an, like an anti-droid then rather than anti-female well I would have liked maybe like a human that was kind of part droid part human so that there was that sort of like an android um, or a cyborg yeah, like an android or a cyborg. So there was a little bit of humanity in it. So it, it kind of, it was human and it was droid. So it had, you know, a little bit of humanity there to have sympathy with other droids. And I, I would have I would have liked that. But as it was, it was it was just a droid that was, for me, a bit far too human. So uh, we're getting caught get up caught. a lot on how you would have liked the droid to have been. What what else overall about the film? Shall I tell you the things I, I didn't like that I can remember off the Go on then. Now we're, now we're on a downer. It's just very quick. I just thought um, the guy that played Han Solo wasn't that great. Oh, okay. I quite liked him. He was just like... What do you think at home? Oh, nice. Basic guy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Hey, guys. We got any uh, basic hero guys? Okay, Chris Pratt's busy. All right. Who we got now? They get this guy in. Um, Okay. I feel like... He didn't do enough to earn the solo-ness. Uh, that was one bit. I think the other was just the, the double-crossing and all that nonsense towards the end of it was yes. fine from a surprising, oh. like, hey, this twist, then this twist. But I think, and I haven't bothered because it's not worth the time, but I think if you thought yeah. about it from each of the characters' perspectives, none of their yeah. motivations would have made any fucking sense. No, that was my one big gripe. So I... I I did actually enjoy the film. I thought it was a touch slow, but it was good. It was like a romp. It was a caper film. Um, I did like most of it, to be honest with you. Uh, I'd definitely watch it again, but I didn't think 
any of the kind of double crossing or the characters just all of a sudden being bad or good then bad again it happens so many times that ultimately it stopped being shocking yeah i didn't understand why any of them happened and i just didn't think any of them kind of earned that at all Mm. um and i was just like well why is she bad i don't is she bad It, it, it ended up being confusing more than shocking yeah because characters were gone for far too long like so long that all of a sudden they were bad and then they were good again then they were bad again and it was just like mate I, you know what Ron I don't care there was a bunch of there was a bunch Pick of di- a dialogue between Amelia Clark's character and Han Solo um, that was just fucking bad like a minute in um, when they're in the car like fleeing somewhere and he describes yeah. how like something he's stolen is his ticket off the planet he could have stopped there, but then he in- instead begun to describe where it was they wanted to go and all that sort of stuff. All things that they'd spoken about presumably in the past, and they both already knew. But we're worth, <laughs> but we're worth you know saying. The conversation out we had. <laughs> this is our ticket off the planet because we want to go and do this, and that'll be great when we do it because that's our future. Remember? Yeah. Uh, uh, a do you that. think that it may have also been and I'm going to get onto this with Jurassic World so this is a bit of a spoiler for my opinions on that but um, did you think that maybe they're setting up a more interesting film than they just shot at this point I don't care like oh, okay. do you know what I mean like I wish they'd started that interesting bit in the one that I went to see <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I think you're probably right but also um the character that's revealed towards the end of it wasn't that exciting to me, even though it didn't make sense and he doesn't have any legs. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> um, uh, also, one last thing. Um, one last re- thing. I, I actually really like talking about stuff we liked. I, I really liked uh, Tan, Tan, Fandy or Tandy Newton's character. I thought she was cool. Probably one of my favourites. Oh, I, I hated her. <laughs> Are you just being contrary? No, I'm not. Actually, I, I remember saying this as one of my gripes after the cinema. Her, um, her sort of, uh, I guess in the like in the universe they're in, this doesn't make sense. But her like very um, private school accent did not lend itself to her big sign off when she killed herself. Um, okay. She was like, she said something like, "Yeah," and we like rocked it or something like that. It's like so uncharacteristic. Like it didn't fit her character at all. And then also, why did she blow herself up? She needed to, mate. She didn't! Sacrifice. Well, she couldn't. She had to blow herself up because she wasn't in any any future Star Wars films. Exactly. Yeah, it didn't make sense for her character to do that then. She could have just, like, allowed them to feel what they were doing. But instead, she thought it was worth giving her life. I'll be be back in episode 12. (laughs) Yeah. She thought it was worth giving her life to just steal some stuff, you know. But sorry, my my overall overall, um, sentiment, though, is they're coming too thick and fast now. I wish they'd keep them to Christmas and then it's special. Yeah, well, I think they wish they'd have kept it till Christmas because it hasn't, I don't think it's done, you know, big numb. What else did you see? Jurassic World 2, The Fallen Kingdom. I saw that. Um, and it's a, it's a tale of two, two sides, let's say. Uh, the first side being quite an interesting action-packed story revolving around animal exploitation, animal rights... Uh, and it's pretty good that is really really good and I didn't expect it from the film because I went in expecting absolutely nothing so that I got 
that from it was awesome it was you know a little bit kind of had that Okja style kind of animals being exploited they've got rights to even if they're kind of they've been created we've put them here they still need to you know be treated as other animals we don't want them to die and then you get to see them being mistreated by humans and it's really harrowing like it's it's sad like there was a there was one scene which I think is now uh, my favourite shot from all of the Jurassic Park films. It's just an amazing sequence, amazing shot. It, it happens. It's really sad. And just the children in the cinema started wailing. Oh. It was, yeah, it was pretty brutal. Oh. So that was really good. All that sort of stuff was like excellent. The children crying was res- excellent. Well, no. And then, it, and then it turns into a Resident Evil movie with a massive man- mansion, sinister British corporation that's like evil AF. Uh, genetic experiments gone wrong running around a big mansion underground science lab with a huge a huge lift that goes up and down like human cloning it's basically a resident evil movie in the second half and it's just eh. like it's still kind of fun but it's like the first half was excellent wow and then that it just kind of winds down to this sort of single location Resident Evil movie was just so disappointing. Mm. Like, so I, there was part of it that I loved and then just part of it that I was like, yeah, that was kind of what I expected going in. Okay. I mean, okay. that was a bit from the trailer that was um, kind of cringy to me. It was a bit where the dinosaur crept into the room and like kind of reached yeah. out its claw to touch the child. Like if the dinosaur yeah, and went it makes in there, even less sense in the film. It makes even less sense in the film that that should happen. It's not a dream sequence or anything like that. It's not a nightmare that actually happens. The child gets into after it's been running away from this dinosaur for like, you know, an hour. The child just gets into the bed and pulls it pulls the covers over herself even though she knows like all the kind of aircon routes around the house all the little kind of weird alleyways and crawl spaces she decides just to get into bed and pull the sheet it makes no sense but also it makes no sense that a dinosaur would slowly creep up rather than just going in yeah and, like, it's, it's basically just a visual yeah. it's basically just a visual it's it's the thing that you hate it's concept art like Over crammed substance. into a, a film yeah, it, so anyway, it's kind of trying to mind. replicate that Alien Three thing where the aliens inspecting yeah. Sigourney Weaver up close, and then Chris Pratt bursts in the room with his fucking clever Face. raptor, and yeah, you know. Anyway, so kind of good, kind of bad. It's Jurassic World Two. The other thing um, as well is um, yeah. the the whole notion of it being Jurassic World. In that they're yes. now spreading across the whole world would give you the sense that maybe they should do something that feels like it's a global event rather than something well, in a house. Spoiler alert, Ian. It is. The well, the the film is basically setting up a more interesting third act, basically. This is complete filler. Right. This was absolute filler. They they could have basically done the the brilliant bit of, of Fallen Kingdom, they could have done that and almost got straight onto what the next film looks like it's going to be, which is kind of what we all want. Right. Um, but this was a, a filler. So anyway, so uh, what else one, you one comment I had about this, I listened to an interview with Bryce Dallas Howard and she talked about okay. um, what the movie meant to her. And uh, she was talking about the fran- the Jurassic Park franchise overall and said that it will live on after us, this film. Yeah. 
we just want to make sure this story can be told. Like when I heard her say that, it's the type of thing that people say when they do like a film adaptation of like a really important human event but actually it's mad made up shit about dinosaurs (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i guess like and she wasn't even talking about like the original film living on after us she was talking about jurassic world fallen kingdom the sequel that will live on after long after she i mean it it will but will it be important i don't know anyway well you'll be able to buy it from service stations all over the uk for quite a long time to come i imagine yeah Uh, anyway what else have you seen? Um, I also saw Infinity War, finally, which is not really a, a movie from last month, but it's um, I quite liked it. I enjoyed it. It did f- annoyingly feel... like The amount of hype that I felt about it was probably the thing that made it disappointing for me because I, I tried to kind of just... I generally try and stay away from any Marvel movie hype just because I'm not mad up for them normally. But yeah. I do go and see them and kind of see what they're about. But I got the yeah, sense from okay. the hype that this was the one that would be the big payoff. And as Marvel fans will know, it isn't. It's the setup for the big payoff. So, Do you think it works as a standalone film? It does to a point, And then the ending is just extremely flat and lackluster. Because not a single person in the cinema expects that any of the, I guess you would say, deaths of characters to stick they're not going to stick and so they didn't have any real effect everyone knows that it's just leading to somewhere where is it Captain Marvel or somebody that can bend time and space or something like that can sort it all out yeah. so I don't know but, I, but, but do you think it was quite an effective first, sequence though do you think it's quite an effective sequence or do you think it was just flat because you've got this expectation that you already know that there's a Black Panther 2 a Spider-Man 2 and yeah. you know Doctor Strange 2 you already know that these are going to happen so you know I I don't know whether it was an effective sequence or not because I can't remember it enough to judge how it was dealt with but I just think the first well, everybody just turned into kind of autumnal leaves didn't they yeah which is fine and then and then did you cry at Spider-Man going I don't feel so good no I didn't but the first three quarters of the film I thought were great yeah um, do you know what my favourite do you know what my favourite thing was um, I can, you know can I have a guess can I have a guess go on then is it the um, poster inside the window of the kebab shop in Edinburgh that says we deep fry kebabs I did like that <laughs> I thought that was cool uh, nice little bit of casual racism there yeah um, xenophobia but xenophobia yeah um, so my fav- my favourite was when Thanos's henchmen arrive in Manhattan for the first time and they're in Doctor Strange's little uh, mansion. Little mansion is a bit of a, you know, oxymoron or whatever you call it. You know, it's a big, it's a big place. It's a big old house. So they go out and they see that these kind of aliens or Sutin have, have landed and they're kind of blowing stuff up and uh, and then Tony Stark kind of walks down the road and he's like wow cool is the way his suit just kind of envelops him that's Hate, just such a wicked moment hated that absolutely but, hated that oh mate it was so but it was well it was well superhero moment that, but what I did like was the way oh, the way that the kind of main henchman wizard guy was kind of fighting like with it you know he was like kind of just splitting cars in two with like you know, really graceful gestures and stuff. I, I, I like that a lot. Okay, yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Bing. Yeah, I was yeah. I was less into the nanotechnology suit just because it was like, uh, it's all CG. 
I don't know. There's just something about yeah, like, everyone in the cinema just went yes, man. Yeah, your cinemas get idiots in it. <laughs> okay. Um, if you've seen anything else, because the only other thing that I saw was Show Dogs. Oh, dear, oh dear, oh dear. Um, uh, yeah, it was. It wasn't brilliant. But can I just tell you one thing? Um, and my kids have started picking it up as well now. Okay. That they're like, basically, there's a, there's a sequence where the Rottweiler dog um, is doing, has to do like agility tests, intelligence tests and all that. And then it has to do like a, a test for how well groomed it is and how well kept it is. And yep. it's posture. Mm-hmm. Um, they touch and one balls. of the things that they do at a dog show is that they is they check their rear, their behind. Uh-huh. And I think that they must put their hand underneath or something and, and touch them. Uh-huh. And basically, like the conversation that they have with the Rottweiler, because the Rottweiler is just like, I ain't having nobody touch me nowhere. And, and basically he keeps like biting the hand that goes to touch the, you know, the, the, the genitals area. Mm-hmm. Um, so what somebody suggests that the dog does is while someone is touching them in this area that they don't want to be touched, is that they go to a happy place in their mind and let it happen. Mate, it is the most awkward thing to sit through. It's horrible. It's uh, very ill-judged, and it's been talked about it's on a couple of film shows. so ill-judged. Uh, yeah, I think, it's, it's really bad. I think the company that made the film have actually talked about changing the edit to no longer have that in it. Um, yeah, Eve. I mean, to be fair, like the happy place sequence is really funny. Like that was the biggest laugh in the whole film. But um, the the actual implication of it all is so sinister. Even though it 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 was you know probably by accident, and that they were just mimicking what happens at a dog show and all that sort of stuff. It was so awkward. Yeah. So awkward. Okay, shall we have a look ahead? Confession. Yeah. I'm literally looking at the IMDb page here. Um, I've had a look at a few trailers and I've got a couple of things that I do like the look of, but you know, you're gonna have to take me by the hand, Ian. Okay. And lead me through July. The whole month, I can't. I can't <laughs> commit to that. I cannot commit to it's that. It's going to get clammy. It's going to get weird. All right. Well, let's we can do it. let's kick off with the one that I think is probably your fave. I think it's my pick for your top pick. Skyscraper yeah. with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It's not, but it's um, up there. I'm well up for it. So, do you want to give me the official synopsis? Um, we can. I'll I'll jump okay. okay I'll jump right into the official synopsis then because I was going to ask you a question and I'm going to need you to answer it pretty much immediately. Okay. Um, <laughs> so the official synopsis of Skyscraper. Um, oh dear, I don't actually have it written down. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> he writes all his notes uh, on a with a ink and quill on parchment. I I took so many of them down today. I took notes on, on all of them, but um, it doesn't seem like I got the specific synopsis for this. Oh, I'll tell you for why. Because the, it isn't on there. It's just a summary, right? It's just a, I'm going to read you the official summary. Huge, big summary. F- okay. The official synopsis. FBI hostage rescue team leader and US war veteran Will Sawyer now assesses security for skyscrapers. On, a, on an assignment in Hong Kong, he finds the tallest, 
safest building in the world suddenly ablaze and he's been framed for it bloody hell a wanted man on the run will must find those responsible clear his name and somehow rescue his family who are trapped inside the building above the fire line and all this while he's got a prosthetic leg um, and does really weird kind of like fire long jumps. Here's my notes on this then. So there's some dodgy looking CG in it, especially the building itself because it doesn't really exist. I think it's a made up building. Yeah, okay. Okay, that building's made up. You've just made it up. Um, trailer shows you pretty much everything from the film as well. I think pretty much the whole arc of it is there. Yeah. And yeah, just to your point of the weird jumping, so there's the whole internet memeing of how the jump would never have worked and he would just fall to his death because um, he, uh-huh. he jumps off this crane thing. There is one other bit as well, though, where there's a close-up of his prosthetic leg. There's a bit where it comes off where he's dangling upside... So he's dangling upside down with his leg uh, yeah, stuck, and it kind stuck of goes, in a bit of rope. And it clicks, yeah. And it clicks and it extends a bit. So actually... He could have just one really tall leg and he's not taking advantage of that norm- <laughs> normally. I wonder why. It's actually the... Ian, Ian, if you didn't know, this is actually the origin story for Inspector Gadget. <laughs> um, so that happens. And then, unfortunately, whatever it is that's connecting it to his um, leg detaches. And then somehow... Like, theoretically, based on the fact that he, he grabs it with his arm in the film as he starts to fall theoretically that means he's turned 360 in the air before beginning to descend and being able to grab hold of his leg because he's been dangling upside down and then the leg comes off and he spins around and grabs it with his hand uh maybe i'm getting it wrong because it's just a tiny there's a tiny clip of it in the trailer his own leg basically maybe yeah it's just it's too much of a snippet in the trailer but it was funny to me okay i think it'll probably be great I think it would be a good laugh and The Rock's great value. So, ah, Yeah, he is, yeah. Although, actually, maybe he's um, not if he's charging what I assume he's charging for all these films. Do you not think he's going to be good value in this one, then? No, I just mean for the pro- uh, production companies. Do you want to know what this film's called in Portuguese? Um, Not right now. Let me know when you do. No, I'll do. Yeah, go it's ahead. Called, oh, uh, it's called Skyscraper Courage Without Limit. Oh, I thought you were going to say courage without limbs. <laughs> I mean, it might be a, you know, courage without limbs is also a good colon if you, you can have that. Okay. It's very Towering Inferno, though. Have you watched Towering Inferno yeah. when we were talking about that a while back, didn't you? Or was it just me? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, it was just you. Just me. I was just going to say, this is one of the ones where the syncopated music-based action, like okay. sort of audio of like guns clicking and punches taking place. To sync up yeah, to a music in time track. with the music, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's like very. Uh, this heavy. one's out on the twelfth of July, just so people can write it in their diaries. Okay. All right. So, okay. if that wasn't your top, what is your top film for July? Uh, my f- top one is called A Prayer Before Dawn. Yes, that's the top one for me as well. Okay. Bing. Correct. This is the right answer. Uh, so the official synopsis is the true story of an English boxer incarcerated in one of Thailand's most notorious prisons as he fights in Muay Thai com- uh, tournaments to earn his freedom. So, I mean, look, it's your classic uh, underdog sports movie. Well, yeah, I think f- format wise it is. 
but the moment that the weird Thai music that happens when they do Muay Thai kicks in, I was like, yes, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's basically going from a boxer with kind of like mad punching skills to then being able to use, you know, elbows, knees and feet. Knees and feet. Knees and feet. Yeah. Uh, that's because Muay Thai is the science of eight limbs, Ollie. Yeah. Is it science? I mean, you don't learn it at school, but you know. It's not on the normal uh, um, prospectus, but syllabus, sorry. I mean, just looking at two reviews here from people who've already seen it on IMDb, uh, one guy says, good story, but terribly slow. The movie has a good storyline, but the pacing is extremely slow. The movie was better if they cut it in a one and a half hour movie. How long is it? Do you know? Ian, please hold. Your question is important to me. It is one hour fifty-six. Okay. So he's saying he wants twenty-six minutes back removed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that I was. Better. So the three notes I have, Ollie, very simple. Note one, really up for it. Note two, disliked his character in Peaky Blinders a lot, but hey, he was noticeable. Uh, yeah. Note three, looks good. But struggling to work out whether it actually will be. Just go and see it, I suppose. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. So I'm I'm Fair. intrigued and excited by it, but I think we'll just need to go and see to find out. Okay, so what else do you think I'm up for this month? Um, I think this is a good format. Ian guesses what I'm up for. Okay, so um, I, can I guess what you're definitely not up for? Yes. Mamma Mia, here we go again. Yeah, definitely not for that. Do you want to tell me anything about that? Or In this sequel no. to Mamma Mia, Sophie learns about her mother's past while pregnant herself. Um, mother's past while pregnant herself. <laughs> She's pregnant. She's pregnanted herself. Uh, well, it's at least different to her mother, who appears to have um, had three lovers when she was giving birth to her child. Because there's triple dad action in this. Piers Brosnan. Wow. Um, I think it's Skarsgård guy. And the guy yeah. from... I can't remember his name. Okay, so th- I mean, this was a wildly successful... Uh, the, the film before, Mamma Mia 1, uh, was wildly successful. Yeah. Mamma Mia so 1. Why Is that what it was one. called? Yeah, Mamma Mia... Yeah, it was called Mamma Mia 1. <laughs> Uh, you hope. <laughs> uh, so the person that I was um, that I was trying to say there was Colin Firth. Colin Firth, the third okay. dad. Um, this film also has Cher in it. She's the yeah. grandmother. Is she auto tuned? I guess. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. Um, Ian, I don't want to talk about this film. Okay. I one note I had was looks pretty brutal. Uh, and then I wrote hate the concept hate the backstory slash actors who don't look the same as the younger versions kind of weird story so yeah let's move on Um, I think that's okay I'll tell you what has a great trailer go on and I saw it in the cinema um, pre Jurassic World and I thought the trailer looked excellent and it went from a what even is this film to actually really want to see this is Whitney Oh, no, I, I'm not so keen on this, but tell me for why. Okay, well, I mean, the director's pretty good. It's, you know, Kevin MacDonald. 
you know he's he's done some pretty good good films in his time right? is that the guy that does um uh grand designs well he did um one called touching the void which was oh, yeah. um like a um mountaineering documentary <laughs> no he did the last you know what you know what i'm just going to come out and say ollie is the reason i'm skeptical yeah. about this one is for reasons i don't have a really qualified um sort of opinion on it's just i get the impression that this one is the response to last i think it was last year they did um uh, nick broomfield did one that was called um whitney um i am who i am or something like that okay and i think that dealt a lot with the stuff that like took her on her path to like everything going tits up and really badly like her addictions and all that sort of stuff and this trailer for whitney has so unprecedented access to the family and then it says the like the true version of events i kind of feel a little bit like they didn't like how she was portrayed before so this is kind of trying to make everything seem slightly nicer than it actually was but i've not seen well either of them all i would say is watch one watch the other and then probably somewhere in the middle is the truth maybe we should do a music biopic month and um we can include these two in it okay maybe we should move on (laughs) move on okay so i think one of the films that you're least up for this month is apart from that i don't think you're going to be too up for hotel artemis Okay, yeah, I think you're you're about right on this. So shall I tell you the notes yeah, I took? Very on? high concept. Concept. Oh my god, the first note I've written says super high concept. Wow. <laughs> I know you. It says super high concept. The idea that this is a historically sort of significant building is somehow secret is totally preposterous. Yeah. But it certainly looks cooler wow, that way. In it. <laughs> I'll just tell you I'll just tell you my other note as well. Bit bored of Jeff. Go- so can we just can we just can we just read the official oh, synopsis sorry, sorry. before we go note note heavy? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, set in a riot. What? Well, set in riot torn near future Los Angeles, Hotel Artemis follows the nurse who runs a secret members only emergency room for criminals. Stupid. So yeah, they've got this real like sort of rundown historical building that is this hospital. Even the thickest people on a local council would work out something was going on inside. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Especially when there's like loads of blood trails leading to it every night. Yeah. Um, The second note I had was a bit bored of Jeff Goldblum's resurgence uh, and him just appearing halfway through Um, a film as himself and then disappearing. Um, Do you know what I mean? um, Do you know what I mean? Um, sure, sure. Uh, well, okay. Um, I mean, that's that's what he does, isn't it? He? he just kind of it's not ums and ahs and does it's not actually zany. that bit that um he just comes on and he's like eccentric and over the top, like he was in Guardians of the Galaxy and a couple other things. He's he's kind of becoming a bit of a, a meme, isn't he? So they kind of like let's get instead of hiring Jeff Goldblum to do anything, it's like. Just, just like be Jeff Goldblum and just be like a meme or something. Like, let's see if we can get some memes out of you. It's more to do with him going like saying funny things on the press junkets than it is actually being in the film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The other thing I kind of feel about this one is that the idea now some 
comic book fan will actually correct me on this so get in touch with us all the ways that ollie told you at the start of the podcast but i think this feels at least because john wick came out first that it's a rip-off of the safe house from john yeah, wick really does now yeah this the source material for this might have come out millions of years before john wick but i i don't know um yeah to me it feels yeah. a bit of a rip-off it's got big dave batista in it though so sure okay up for it um ian are you into swimming with men um i have done i've done my fair bit of it um but not as much Actually, as saying that when we were when we were in um was it lithuania we all went swimming together didn't we bulgaria bulgarian bulgaria we, yeah we went to we went swimming together that was good fun wasn't it so yep you have been swimming with men swimming with men okay what do you think to the incredibles too are you up for that just for context swimming with men is a film about a man who's suffering from a midlife crisis who finds new meaning in his life as part of an all-male middle-aged amateur synchronized swimming team uh featuring as i have done rob bryden uh, okay so anyway, Incredibles 2. Uh, I think it looks great. I love the first one, and I don't really know what this one's about or why it exists. Um, the trailer didn't tell you that much other than the dad was kind of taking a day off and the mother, Helen, the was gonna going to go out and be... Yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, dad's left with the kids. <laughs> what crazy japes yeah. are going to go on there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it looks all right. I'm, I'm up for it. Kids are up for it. Let's go. Um, are you up for Mission Impossible Fallout or Mission Colon Impossible hyphen Fallout <laughs> uh, you mean the film that's been promoted for 20 months uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's the one where um, Superman has his moustache yeah and that Superman film came out like 6 months ago now Yeah, uh, it feels that uh, somebody in work was like um, they saw the trailer for Mission Impossible Fallout at Solo, and then after when we were chatting at the pub about Solo, they were like, "I thought that Mission Impossible film just came out, and I didn't care about it." <laughs> <laughs> it's still out, and still don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's still not um, come out, but I still won't care about it. Um, I think it. I, I'll I'll quite like it. I reckon. I usually end okay. up quite liking the Mission Impossible films. They're, you know what? I haven't seen the last two, and I hear that they've really stepped them up. Yeah, especially with all the like, I know it's it's kind of just to get like some column inches and papers and stuff like that. But like, with him doing inches and papers, yeah. him doing these big action stunts that are him doing the stunt himself is like kind of the done thing now. But actually, they've lent some credibility to the last two, so okay. The official synopsis: Ethan Hunt and his IMF team along with some familiar allies, race against time after a mission goes wrong. Okay. So, uh, the only thing about this is it's also got the syncopated uh, music match, music matching action in it as well, in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you reckon uh, to it? Are you up for it? Well, there's also a bit in it where uh, Henry Cavill, in the trailer, they're having a fight in, a, in the toilet and he kind of... You know, like in a game where you build a, a rage meter up. So you're having a fight and you kind of get a few combos in and you haven't been hit yourself and, and you get a rage meter or some kind of special meter. Yeah. And then if you hit like one of the bumper or both of the bumper buttons at the same time, then you activate rage so you can do a big super move. Well, in the trailer, 
it feels like he activates the rage meter by like kind of doing this weird kind of double air punch and then he does a huge like sends Ethan Ethan Hunt through a mirror right just watch it again it's like with his arms in the air and then he just throws him wow He's completely built up that rage meter. There's uh, one other bet that I remember from the trailer, actually. That guy, Sean Harris, who's in Prometheus and a bunch of other stuff, the yeah. ginger hair guy, he's going mad yeah. chatting like all sorts of nonsense in a straight jacket at the start. And um, he says yeah. something like, there'll be blood on your hands. And Oh, yeah, really weird, yeah. But it just looks like uh, at that moment is that's the moment at which Tom Cruise realised somebody in the room's actually speaking to him and he's like what? <laughs> Who are you? Maybe it'll become apparent in the film you need to see it in context Yeah. I mean we've run out of time Okay. so I mean I can just run through a list of ones we haven't seen and you can you can uh, green light them or shit them in the bin Okay. just so we can get through it Absolutely. Are you ready? Yep. The first purge. Doesn't really explore the idea more, and I would like them to, but this just looks like it's retreading old ground. Okay. Ideal home. Um, this is the one with Steve it's Coogan, the... right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve Coogan doesn't look like he's actually playing a character. Um, I'll yeah. wait till it comes out on some sort of streaming. And also the now, the tagline "These dads suck" yes. is a bit on the nose, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I know I'm not going to go there. I was going to say it's a bit in the mouth, but you know, on the nose. Is... <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll edit that. Move out, on. No, just, don't I'm edit just... that. Out, please. I mean, I mean, it's just it's just so obvious. I mean, like basically that. Let, let me just for just give the official synopsis. Um, a bickering gay couple must now deal with the unexpected task of raising a 10 year old boy and the tagline is these dads suck I mean it's like obviously like a double entendre with also a double meaning and all that but I mean really I don't know I mean I just wouldn't expect Steve Coogan to sign off on that like lower level of humour he's really low level isn't it I mean that that's the problem he, even if the film is really good and it's got a good tale and, you, want you know be, um, and, and gay people are represented in a decent way but actually putting that as the headline of haha gay people do this one thing that's what you associate with gay people they do that that's kind of not good is it no. I mean I'm, I don't know no. it's not good is it no it's not um, <laughs> shit in the bin yeah shit in the bin okay uh, moving on we, so we're doing that a first reformed have you seen the trailer for that yeah one? I wrote this this is probably the one that I'm more sure the quality is good and it was kind of on an even yeah. keel yeah. with uh, the Thai boxing one uh, A Prayer Before Dawn for my yeah, top, sure. from, for my top two this month so this one I actually think is it looks very good I think it yeah. Based on something else I read, I think it's a lot darker than even the trailer lets on. Ooh, okay. Uh, just quick synopsis. Uh, a priest of a small congregation in upstate New York grapples with mounting despair brought on by tragedy, worldly concerns, and a tormented past. Uh, it's directed by Paul Schrader um, and stars Ethan Hawke. Uh, it looks pretty good. I'm, I'm up for it yeah me too suitably impressed I think um, um, Ethan Hawke looks really good in it and I wow. I like him a lot he's just not done an awful lot of great stuff over the last sort of while so this would be good if it is a really good showing 
Okay, and last two then, Escape Plan 2, colon, Hades. Up for it as fuck, but um, it'll be shite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and finally, Hotel Transylvania 3, colon, Summer Vacation. I didn't watch this trailer, couldn't be honest. Shit. I, 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 actually, uh, I actually have one last one that you didn't mention. Racer and the okay. Jailbird. It's, I believe, okay. in French. Looks like, in, and I put in inverted commas, my kind of thing. Um, it looks stylish, but it's probably kind of style over substance. Um, it's got racing cars. It looks a little bit drive-esque, maybe a little bit like a European heat or like heist movie sort of thing. Um, the official okay. synopsis is... The official synopsis! Set against the background of a brutal crime gang in Brussels, a tragic love story between Gigi, a high-flying gangster, and BB, a young racing driver with very upper-class roots. Um, it's okay. directed by Mike uh, Mikhail R. Roskam, who has done some other stuff that I don't know, but uh, the most well-known thing that he's done is The Drop with Tom Hardy and James Gandolfini and Numi Rufus. Okay. It was pretty good, I thought. It wasn't great, but it was pretty good. Uh, so okay. you get some experience okay. with the heisty stuff. So that's it. That's July look ahead, yeah. done and dusted. I think there's some interesting stuff in July. Um, yeah, I do too. I do too. Yeah. So okay. let's hope cool. that we can actually get out and see some of it. Um, okay. I've been watching some Lethal Weapon recently, Ollie. Um, the series? No, the movies. I've been okay. been struggling though because I stick them on at about ten o'clock and I get through about twenty minutes of them and, and have to start from twenty minutes in the day after. So I'm getting through the films at approximately one a week and a bit. <laughs> okay. So that's going Fine. pretty well. Um, okay. So yeah, what's your favourite skyscraper? Oh, Nakatomi Plaza, surely. What's your favourite real skyscraper? That one, because it is a real skyscraper. Is it? <laughs> but it's not called that. Yeah. Of course it is. Okay, let's just do some live research. I also like the one. There's a there's a level in Battlefield Four uh, where you're fighting on top of a skyscraper, and if enough people place C four explosives on the foundations down the bottom, um, it falls over, and that's really cool because you can parachute off the top. It's very good. That's my favourite one. Okay. Uh, Fox. Okay. Fox. Do you want to play it out? Because we've got no more time. Fox Plaza, Los Angeles, is the real version of Nakatomi Plaza. Please end this this podcast. It's... Just do it. <laughs> Just do it. 150 meters tall. If you Just... like today's podcast and you would like to listen to more of them, then you can go find out the details of how and maybe even why if you go to facebook.com forward slash guys on film. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us and tell us things about the subjects that we cover, either the stuff from Dad Month or maybe what you're thinking about what will be good this month in July, um, then you can do that through Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. The Instagram and Twitter is at UF Podcast. Um, and if you want to send us a vi- uh, an audio message, because you'll probably be better at speaking than I am, then you can use your voice recorder and send us the file either on Facebook or guys on film podcast at gmail.com maybe let us know what tagline you would have give ideal home gived gived given um ideal homes it's a weird name actually if the name was more descriptive then maybe they wouldn't have to rely on the tagline being really over the top bye what about like like fathers like grandson um so what they 
What does that suggest? Bye. <laughs> <laughs>